sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to another edition of Around the Hearn. Tonight's high school basketball in the Shelby County Athletic League. Jacob Plyman from the boys' team, Carmen Huker from the girls' team. Talk about 1,000 points. They uh, share that. And uh, so much more and about what each team has coming up and what they have already overcome this season. We're looking at the uh, world of college basketball, starting with the uh, college slate, BG's women. Got a 92-68 win tonight over Central Michigan. Six and double figures, including a team high 15 from Katie Hempling to go along with eight rebounds. And she sits at about 50 points or so away from 1,000 for her career. The already BG graduate trying to join a uh, an exclusive club of going 1,000 in high school and 1,000 in college. Josiah Fulcher from Lima Senior, 13 points off the bench yesterday. Helped BG beat Northern Illinois, 92-83. Heidelberg men took out Ohio Northern in Ada. Polar Bears had a shot with about six seconds to go, but couldn't get the uh, tying three. Ohio Northern women got 10 from Kristen Luersman to uh, lead the way. The Fort Jennings product with the game-high 10 to beat Heidelberg up in Tiffin. Flying to the hoop and classic in the country this past weekend, also classic in the city in Columbus for the first time. Showcase of uh, our area and talking about Botkins. They get a double overtime win that you'll hear Jacob Plyman talk about hitting the game-winning free throw. No big deal. Ottawa Glendorf girls fall at classic in the country in overtime, 51-49 to Tri-Valley, the same team that beat Bath at that event a year ago, and are now 4-0 all-time in their runs at Merlin Highland, uh, an absolutely beautiful facility. If you haven't been, I recommend you go to Classic of the Country just at least once to see the immense amount of talent that's there uh, across the country, across the state, across the area. Speaking of the Bath Girls, they get win number 900 and join a list that includes just three, Fort Loramie and Berlin Highland. The other two... Uh, to get 900 wins all time, they beat Delphi St. John's on a Tuesday night after being denied last Thursday night in a game in which Ava Craddock joined the 1,000-point club at Bath at the Supreme Court. Lady Titans remain unbeaten in the uh, WBL at 5-0, seemingly headed towards a collision course next week with Shawnee. But Lady Titans are in action on a Thursday night. They travel to Van Wert to take on a two-loss Cougar squad. That game will be on WZOQ Radio. I'm excited. I always uh, like going to Van Wert. Paulding girls had a big Tuesday night, beat Delta 53-51. Audrey Giesegui on 29 points, but she broke a school record, seven threes. Delphus Jefferson girls off to a 15-1 start after they beat Wayne Trace on Tuesday night, 39-20. Lauren French, 11 points, 16 rebounds. Boys basketball, can't not mention the alma mater, 12-1. Kevin Sensiball's Bearcats after beating St. Henry 53-51 behind 15 points and three in double figures behind Josh Henline. Lima Senior Boys win the uh, Lima Cup for the eighth straight year. They beat LCC 63-55. Ayersville looking for a new head football coach after Chris Dales stepped down after three years the second time around, 16 all toll, 92-77, and and seven postseason appearances. Looking at the uh, world of uh, basketball in the area, there's a lot of uh, things to get to. Western Buckeye League in the boys' side. Ottawa Glendorf at 4-0. They've got a couple of chasers in Shawnee and Defiance, whom they have yet to play, sitting behind at 3-1. All three of those teams with nine wins on the year. 
Midwest Athletic Conference, number one for sales. 14-0 on the year, outscoring opponents by nearly 20 a game. 5-0 in the MAC. New Bremen, 4-0. They're 11-2. With a big non-conference date on Saturday night against uh, Bakken's. And then uh, that's coming off the heels of a game on Friday night against Parkway. Parkway 4-10 and overall, but they're 2-2 two and two in the league. Would love to knock Nebremen from the ranks of the unbeaten. Marion Local, dangerous down there at 9-2, and two, and they're just 2-1 and one in the league. Northwest Conference right now being repped by the Bluffton Pirates at 4-0. They're 11-1 on the year, not getting a ton of respect statewide. I'll tell you about the polls in a second. Crestview at 3-1, Spencerville at 2-1, Allen East at 2-1 in the NWC. Putnam County League, Pandora Gaboa, 4-0. Are the Rockets right now, they entertain Arlington in a BVC play on Friday night before they jump back into uh, uh, play on Saturday with uh, Minster. So we'll see kind of how the weekend shapes out. Big big games. Lipsick at 3-1 and one in the league. Collide at 2-1. and one. Those two teams meet this weekend as well, and that's a look at the leagues, but in the polls right now, not a lot of love for D1 and 2. Closest I think you can make a case for Division 2 would be Toledo Central Catholic. Division 3 on the boys' side, Versailles number 1, Ottawa Glendorf number 7, Wayne Trace number 9. Division 4, you've got Bakken's 15 out of 16 first place votes. Antwerp sitting at number 3, Dry Village at number 5, and uh, the girls' side, not a lot as well right now, kind of in the middle of the season. Toledo Central Catholic, who comes to Ottawa Glendorf, they sit at number six in Division Two at 13-0. Napoleon, after two losses in three games, is number eight. OG themselves, number nine in Division Three. Votes also going to Liberty Benton and Duffus Jefferson and Wasihan. Division Four, Fort Loramie, number one. Tri-Village, number two. New Knoxville, number 7. Rushi, number 10. Crossview and Marion Local getting votes as well. Looking at bowling. It is the uh, Rickley Memorial Bowling Tournament. Elida ends up defeating Delphus Jefferson, Bath, Ottawa Glendorf, Lima Senior, Lincoln View, and Temple Christian. And on the uh, girls' side last week, it was Fort Loramie. Picking up the win by almost 200 pins over Wapak. Lyle Lima Senior Bath, Lincoln View Temple, and OG finishing in the uh, rest of that tournament as well. And the Coldwater Boys Bowling Team finished with at least a share of the MAC title with their win over Nebremen in a battle of two of the top three teams in the conference. That is a look at things going on in Northwest Ohio and around the area. If you know something, you want to hear about something as well, you can hit me up on uh, Twitter at Michael Hearn PVP. And we'll talk about Botkins basketball first. With the big guy in Jacob Plyman next, and we'll also talk about the girls' side. Carmen Huker here in just a few on Around the Hearn. I'm with Eric McCracken, Lee Kinsel, GM Sales and Service, 650 West Urban Road, Van Wert. We have left the dealership, and we are in a beautiful Buick. Eric, what are we in? 2021 Buick Enclave Avenue, Billy. This thing is the bomb. I tell you what, cruising down Urban Road, just smooth as ice and a lot of features. I like the cooled seats. You know, when it's summertime, cooled seats are a nice feature. Keeps my back from getting all sweaty. Absolutely. This has the cooled seats. It's all-wheel drive. Beautiful chestnut interior. These cars are a 
appointed one of the finest luxury cars in the world, and they do have three rows of seats. And everybody loves the room this car offers. Big V6 motor, a lot of fun to drive, and they really turn heads. I noticed the backup camera, but I also noticed a camera overhead. How's that doing that, from a satellite in the sky? That's the bird's eye view. What it does is uses about six cameras around the car. It's a very safe vehicle. One of the many vehicles waiting for you, Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service, 650 West Irvin Road, Van Wert. And remember, find new roads. Taking a trip down south to uh, Shelby County and talking about the uh, number one team in the state of Ohio and the Bacchus Trojans on the boys' side, joined by a big reason why in uh, Jacob Plyman. And this has been a big last year, year and a half for you. I mean, you win a state title. You guys are ranked number one right now. You get a big win last night. When do you get a chance to to just sort of breathe and look at it of, okay, we're we're doing all right? Uh, you know, we take it every day at a t- Every day at a time, we know everyone's going to come out and give us their best shots, but we don't ever try and overlook anyone. Everybody wants a piece of us, so we got a massive target on our back, but uh, we don't want it any other way. We want to play all the good games. We want to play all the good teams. Uh, we're not running from any of that. Well, you've had a heck of a last three or four days. Last night, you get a 55-48 win at Rushi. Not an easy place to win, first of all especially when a team is just kind of white hot from outside. They hit 10 of 22 from outside. They were nearly Mm -hmm. flawless from the free throw line. You have 21. Your brother Carter has 11. What was the difference maker in that ball game that it went in your column and not theirs? Uh, We made, we made a run late. We made a couple, we made a big three to in the end of the game. I got a three point play. And then, so it was really a one possession game. Uh, they had to start fouling us, and we knocked down free throws at the end. So, saying the score, we won by seven or so. It was really way, way closer than that. It was really a one or two possession win. I wouldn't call it a seven point win, but we made it out of there. We knocked down free throws at the end. I always say that people will be confused if they read the box score in the morning. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely what would have went on. I was going to say, dang, Bacchus won by seven, but no, we really won by what should have been three or four, but. We made free throws at the end and got a couple stops. What was the uh, the thought process going in, or what was the locker room like with missing a couple of starters that weren't even allowed to travel because of the sickness going down to that game? Mm-hmm. Uh, we just next man up. Uh, everyone believes in each other. Uh, we knew some people were going to have to play some expanded roles. Some people are going to play more minutes than they're used to. And uh, no one's big thing about our team is no one's scared of the moment. No one's scared to make plays down a stretch. Uh, Everyone's out there ready to go. People stepped up. People were believed in each other, and they made the plays late. So I'm real proud of the guys who stepped up that night. A couple of days ago, you guys go down to fly to the hoop. It just that big uh, gym, big atmosphere. The entire country's watching. Tri-Village takes mm-hmm. you to two overtimes. You get the game-winning free throw with uh, a couple of seconds left. I mean, how how do you calm yourself down walking to the free throw line at that point with just a couple of seconds left? Uh, so I walked to the free throw line, and then Tri Village made the play to try and ice the shooter. So they called the timeout to get me to think about the free throw. But shout out to Coach Groves. Uh, we got on the timeout. Never talked about the free throw. Never talked about it. So completely, ha- I was distracted, and I never, you never let me put any thought into what was so special about it, what meant about, what it meant about it, and just if I missed it, hey, we go play another overtime. So what? Uh, <laughs> it's not like I'm going to lose if I miss it. So. Well, it was just any regular old three free throw at that point. What did you talk about? Did he tell you jokes? 
Nah, I, honestly, I don't really remember. <laughs> he just kept telling me about like, so we were just we deserve to be in this moment. Uh, this is what you work for. You deserve this. Um, there's nothing here for you to worry about. Everyone here believes in you. All my teammates are saying, "You got this. You got this. You got this." So it was just full, I felt full belief from my teammates. Uh, there was no stress walking out there. It's a big change for you your senior year, obviously having a different coaching staff and one that you had been familiar with, and you had JPP, who just absolutely went mm-hmm. lights out in the tournament last year. How's that transition been? I mean, I, I know you guys are 15-1, and one, you're unbeaten in the league, but it was it a big transition in terms of X's and O's or how you were going to approach things, or did Coach just pretty much stay the course with knowing what you guys are capable of doing? Uh, Coach Groves made the transition, but from Powell to him, extremely easy. They were really close when they when Groves was with the girls, and we still had Powell. They had a lot of conversations back and forth. So we do a lot of the same stuff. Um, obviously, we had some people have people had to step up and take on bigger roles. And when you don't have the lightning quick scoring guard that is pretty, and he was great in the ball screen, you obviously got to change some stuff up. And losing Zane and Denton to graduation, you got to change your, up your defense a little bit. But other than that, we didn't make any major changes. Uh, a lot of the guys we brought back were on the tournament team, so they saw how, how you had to rebound, how you had to play defense, and I had to do the small things every night to win. So everyone's really bought into Groves' system here. You ever just jokingly look at Coach during practice when he says something about a play or a drill and say, Coach, just because that worked with the girls doesn't mean it's going to work with us? No, really, I haven't had that moment yet, but, I mean, I'm sure there there is some adjustment for him, really. It'll be just one time, though, where, you know, so practice needs a little lighthearted and it's just going a little too hard and you just kind of look at him and see if you can break him up. I mean, my young Carter is really the laughter guy of the team. I'm pretty much the guy who has to keep everyone focused, so, I mean, Every once in a while, someone cracks a joke, but everyone's real focused and they're in practice. We don't have any issues with practices being too hard or not. You're able to look back at it now with the last couple of years that have been so odd with COVID and everything and uh, just kind of having to change up everything. What is last year like? What's that run like, not only from the entire season and knowing that's the last time you're going to play with a lot of those guys, to being able to put it in a box of going, Wow, we did something huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, obviously, I look back at the seniors last year. They were great guys. They're great friends. I still talk to them anytime I see them. They see me in the gym, tell me good luck, stuff like that. Uh, I still, I really, really do feel like a brothership and a bond to them. Uh, those guys meant a lot to me. And then, uh, obviously, putting in a box, like, uh, it was a great, great experience, man. There's nothing really like it. I never really thought that it was going to be possible, but, I mean, it obviously worked out. I, I dreamed for it and worked for it and achieved it. So it was really just a great, great experience, and hopefully hopefully we can uh, recreate something similar here. I got yeah. to do uh, the last handful of games in your tournament run last year, and I was so impressed with how close that team was. And there are a lot of teams that – Yes, they're successful, but it's kind of the uh, the old thing about the name on the front versus the one on the back. It doesn't work for mm-hmm. you guys because it says Trojans on the back of your shoulders. But in theory, uh, I mean that that it seemed like that team just you talked about next man up of 
every man. It's kind of the uh, the one as all sort of mentality. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but everyone cut their hair. We all had the same haircut, except for Carter. Which you'll never touch his hair. But all the guys, we all got the mohawks shaved into them just to show that we're all in this together. So we're all sticking together here. I was just sad because nobody had the full-on mullet like Fort Loramie had a couple years ago when they made their regional run. No, I'm not sure our moms would have been a real big fan <laughs> of that one. No. She was already thinking yeah, about I don't, your senior I don't, pictures, huh? No, I don't think I would have been able to pull that one off. <laughs> Trust me, then you just look back at it years later and go, that was now i got to admit to mom, she was right. Mom was right. Let's not, let's not do that. Let's not. Uh, it's, it's a big thing for you the last couple of games. I talked about uh, flying to the hoop and about the game last night. You had that big dunk that sort of mm-hmm. propelled you guys and gave you a big run early on. What's a bigger high in terms of uh, adrenaline and, and being in that moment for you of hitting that game-winning free throw, being able to walk off of going, you can't top that, or being able to take a pass from your brother and just slam one home? I mean, obviously the game winner, uh, you that's just that's just it. So I made it, and then there's nothing they can do. they got to make a full-court heave now. They're out of timeouts. they got to go the length of the floor. Just dink it off the front of the rim and make him bring it up, I guess. So that one, obviously, I love that moment. That was just it. Just ended it right there. And then catching a pass from Carter was, for the dunk was pretty sweet because that turned into a big run for us, which was great for us. It really sparked our second half momentum, which was huge. That's really separated us in the third quarter. I figure it's probably so, one of those things my brother would do to me where he'd say, yeah, you know, you only got that dunk because I threw you that pass. Yeah, I've heard that line before. <laughs> I've heard it a lot in the past day. I, I figured that you might have when you explained that he's the jokester of the family. Yeah, he's he's the jokester. He likes to keep things lighthearted. He's, he's Mr. Funny around here. When you go back and you look at the end of 2021, you guys lose to Marion Local in a close game, 47-46. You've won six straight. Is there a defining moment or something that sort of came to you after that ball game, when you were looking at it, of going, okay, they showed us a deficiency. Now we're putting everybody else mm-hmm. on notice because we're not going to let it happen again. Yeah, against Marion, we just didn't rebound the ball as well as we should have. I mean, if you look at our lineup, we're huge for a Division Four team. We got six, 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 five, six, five, six, four, six, three. So we should not be get. We don't have an excuse to be given up a bunch, whole lot of rebounds, giving teams second-chance opportunities. And that was really the difference maker in that game against Marion. So then, since then, we've been, in my opinion, I think we've been great on the board. Uh, we just limit teams to one shot as often as we can. Obviously, you're going to give up a couple here and there, but as long as you limit those ones, that and then you'll be in a great chance to win. I look forward to your game on a Saturday nights. Uh, you get to Bremen. A team mm-hmm. I've seen in person uh, multiple times, including last weekend. They just continue to come at you in waves. Uh, ha- have you guys looked at kind of schematically, okay, I know you had a game last night and you kind of start to reset today of, you know, they can hit us from a multitude of ways. Where do we mm-hmm. sort of put the pin and try to slow them down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we started to look at them a lot this week here. We don't, we've only taken one game at a time, obviously, so we're just now starting. But uh, 
they're very, very explosive team. They go on big runs and they seem like they're out of games and they're just back in them. Uh, they have explosive quarters. So, and going into that game, you just have to expect that they're going to make their runs. You just got to find a way to stop the bleeding, go on your own run, just continue to compete and fight and just prepare yourself that it's going to be a tight game. Well, it helps you too that, I mean, they just played Rushi and went to a one point game in overtime. You guys obviously just played Rushi. You can kind of look and go, okay, what did they do differently than what we did to them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're definitely taking a look at a lot of their film here, seeing uh, things they do well, things we can attack, stuff like that. Shelby County League's a little bit different in that you guys play home and home. Uh, what's that like? Mm-hmm. Is it easier or harder the second time when you play a good team? For instance, you have Fort Loramie next week of – okay, we've seen them, uh, this didn't maybe work for me, maybe I was a step slow, maybe I can get this kid. Easier or harder mm-hmm. that second time around? Uh, I think it works both ways. I mean, obviously, we played at Jackson first. Uh, Carter played really well. Uh, we had a great game as a team. We won uh, by about 10 or so, I believe. And then we go back to their place. We have to go into overtime into a dog fight and, win, and grind one out. and. So obviously, some things worked a little bit differently the second time around. They were really well, well, well prepared. Uh, so you just got to fight things out. and So it works both ways. One, you get to prepare for them a second time. You get to see them the first time. Uh, so And then, obviously, in the standings, you got to play everyone twice. So you can't ever look anyone because you lose one game. You're just right back in with the pack. So. I was given quite a few things uh, about you to ask or try to figure out what I was going to talk about, and I was fascinated by, there's a story about, had COVID not, uh, you know, kind of shut the world down, that you would have gotten a chance to go play with some really good players in Switzerland, is that right? Yes, that that is true. Uh, Chris Chris Wright gave me a great opportunity to play with some guys, obviously it fell through, but, I mean, I'm glad to be a part of it for as long as it happened, but it fell apart. Did you just kind of run to mom with the letter or the text and just say, uh, hey, uh, can I go to Switzerland? So uh, he originally hosted a tryout of uh, 40-some kids, so I had to travel down to Dayton for a tryout. I kind of I looked at the list, and I kind of researched some of the guys, like, dang, there's some big names here, and I'm going to include it. I'm just glad to be included. I'm going to go down there and play my butt off, but I'm not going in there fully knowing that I'm going to be on the team. So go down there and probably play my best day of basketball I've ever put together, honestly. So just threw down a couple big dunks, a couple of threes, and then ended up making a team. So uh, I got a call from – It's no big deal. I mean, whatever. But, you know, just got a call from Chris Wright about seven or so days later. Told me I'm on the team. So told mom, hey, I'm going to Switzerland. Pack your bags and then have to unpack them, I guess. Okay, that's that's nice, honey. Grab some lunch on your way out. Yep, exactly. Uh, you've got, uh, uh, obviously, a lot of accomplishments. You get the thousandth point and get to uh, join an exclusive club. And do you play at times with, uh, as I'm listening to you talk, I'm kind of hearing it, with a chip on your shoulder. I mean, you've got, obviously, uh, your uncle and your grandpa and your great uncle. You've passed all of them on your way mm-hmm. through Botkin's top 20 of being able maybe to use that a little bit of, okay, I have a goal. 
I'm going to accomplish it. How do I get from here to there? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some. I know a lot of those guys with a thousand points, uh, so I'm pretty close to some of them. They talk to me about it. I I make the jokes with them that I'm going to chase them down and stuff like that. So there's obviously someone to chase. And but just to me, they're just points. The team needs me to put points on the board, so that's just what I try and do. I try and do my role, my best of my ability. If that's scoring points, that's scoring points. If that's grabbing rebounds, and it's that. But did just whatever you, asking me. Did you find it a little bit different when you knew you were close? I mean, you get to nine ninety six, nine ninety eight, and you're just kind of maybe force a shot here or there, or it's just okay. I have to find a way to block this out, and when it comes, it comes. Yeah, uh, the whole game I was we were playing Houston, and just every bucket I scored, I just felt the the bubble in my stomach just get a little bit bigger every time I got closer and closer and closer. And everyone knew it, and just when we, I got two points away, and then it was just I knew this next one was coming to me, so I just was getting ready for it. And man, I was the most nervous I'd ever been. What was the sound of relief one like afterwards? Yeah, and it was just all of it just went away, and just it was just all emotions. It was great. There's probably one kid from house in the whole time who's like, he's not going to get it on me. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I got had a pretty good spring from a teammate, a pretty nice pass, and just led for a nice, easy lay-in. <laughs> what's, pretty routine. Uh, what's next for you? Uh, what's next for me? Uh, just, we're going to keep trying to win games. we got a big stretch of games coming up here, trying to close out the Shelby County League, uh, continue to play well and get into the tournament with a good seed, uh, and just keep winning games. That's our goal. Is it crazy to you to kind of look at it and go, I mean, I only have seven games left in my last regular season of high school basketball? Yeah. Like, it is crazy to think that it's almost over. Like, really, it is. Like, it feels like I just started playing yesterday. And it just, everyone tells you it goes by so fast and you don't believe it until you're actually there. Well, I've unfortunately been away from it for a while. Um, yeah, yeah, but I, it, it is cool though. I mean, I, I hate this time of year only because I, I get to see a lot of these kids that this is going to be the swan song and this is going to be it where they're not going to be able to have the opportunity to play college basketball. And it's a bittersweet mm-hmm. thing of them kind of realizing that last time that the clock goes to zero of, Oh, wait a second. That was the last one. But from what I'm told, mm-hmm. You've got quite a few folks coming your way asking you if you want to uh, come play at their college. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just enjoying the journey right now. It's a great blessing to be recruited for that stuff. So I just want to make sure I'm making the right choice with where I'm going. I'm just trying to include everyone, give everyone a fair shot. But, you know, it's just a blessing. I'm really thankful for, to have that opportunity. It's nice to be the pretty girl to dance. <laughs> it is nice, yeah. <laughs> Even with is nice. the way that everything's been screwed up during your entire recruiting process with what you can and cannot do. Yeah, it's it's a mess, but it's a beautiful mess to be a part of. Well, I am so. uh, looking forward to seeing what you guys do, especially Saturday night. I think that's going to be a heck of a ball game. I thank you so much for doing this, and I wish you the best of luck both with this season and everything that comes next. Yep, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. We'll talk more about the Bakken Trojans on the girls' side when we come back 
here in just a few. At Canal Pharmacy, they do their best to listen to customers' needs. That's why they're so excited to be able to offer large labels when the other labels are just too small to read. Stop in at 102 South Broadway Street and ask us how you can take advantage of larger labels or give the pharmacy a call at 419-647-4584. Girls basketball at Botkins now. The uh, topic in another 1,000-point score on this episode. And Carmen Huker, first of all, it hasn't even been two weeks. Congratulations on getting that done. Thank you. When you, uh, I asked Jacob this. When you get close to that, when you know you're four, six, two points away, whatever, do you kind of find yourself tensing up a little bit? Or is it just because you want to get it done? Or is it you just try to find the flow of the game? It can definitely be nerve-wracking because you know and then everybody else knows you're two or three or four points away. Then everybody's kind of just waiting for it to happen. And the anticipation is very nerve-wracking. Well, you had 20 when you go into that Jackson Center game. How far away were you? Um, I had, I was three points away. or At the start of the game, I was 11 points away. Oh, that's that's a little more nerve-wracking. I've heard uh, kids – I had a game at Miller City a couple of weeks ago where the kid needed 29, and you could kind of see when he got 26, his eyes lit up of, do we have enough time for enough shots? But, I mean, that's that's kind of in your wheelhouse around where you average. Yeah, so I it was definitely doable. How many uh, extra kind of people that night did you get uh, kind of hanging on going, hey, we came to see you. I hope you get this done tonight. Well, the game was an away game, so normally we don't get too much of a crowd on away games, but there's definitely some extra friends and like supporters there that night. Jackson Center was probably thrilled for what they're being able to charge per ticket now. <laughs> yeah. They were they, they probably weren't after the game, but Yeah, no. <laughs> One of my balloons fell off and was at the top of the gym ceiling for my game and the boys game. Really? That's yeah. you just kind of stare at it the whole time of come on really, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at least you should get some points for that, right? I think I should get an extra one. <laughs> <laughs> but you've had uh, obviously a great career. You sit fifth on the all-time scoring list coming into 2022, and you guys are 10 and four right now. The oddity of the way that your schedule sets out, though, when I was looking at this, you beat Anna last Tuesday by 10 but you sit for nine days before you have to go to Fort Loramie. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a very weird thing, given that we're past the, the rush of Christmas and the rush of New Year's, and now we're supposed to be in that part where you play games regularly. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with how the boys schedule laid out because us and the boys never really play on the same night because they had a game Sunday and then Tuesday and Saturday. But I agree, nine days is a very long time. Well, especially but, when you know Loramie's on the other side. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, did you guys get to go down to fly into the hoop? Yes. A lot of us went and saw them play. It worked out. I mean, that's such a cool thing that uh, obviously team they're playing not all that far away and a lot of their fans able to be there as well, but to get to see an ending to a game like that, I realize you just had a state championship last year, but things are going pretty well down there right now for the boys. Oh, yeah, it is. It's great for them. I'm happy for them. 
do you get a little bit of, uh, okay, we see what you guys can do. Here's what we can do. Sort of a little camaraderie back and forth. I think a little bit because like the guys get a lot of hype from like the County and like the parents, like from Bakken's, like they get a lot of support, which honestly helps us get some support. And it kind of boosts our confidence. Like, Oh, the boys are doing really well. And like, it kind of proves like we can also do that. Well, like they were the first to get a state championship and like, maybe we could eventually get to that stage. You've had uh, a lot of wins. Uh, last loss, you lose that heartbreaker to Parkway to open up the year. But really, I mean, since that point, if you're able to take that out since mid-December when he played Houston, you guys have, have done very well offensively. You've been able to turn your defense into points. Was there a turn after losing to Loramie and Rushi that it was just kind of a switch or any kind of uh, thought or kind of communication where you just said, we have to turn this around? I think for sure after Rushi, there was a little bit of a turnaround because I think for our team, Rushi is definitely beatable for us. And we were within, I think, four. And, like, we realized that their team is very, like, big and skilled and young. And, like, we're, our team's more of, like, a smaller guard. And, like, we realized we were within four of them, like, our defense. And our, like, transition and moving the ball, like, really helps us. I just, I I look at the schedule and I just, I, I'm always fascinated by the home and home, the way that the Shelby County League uh, leaks out. And I asked Jacob about this as well. Do you like that? Do you, do you find it easier or harder the second time? Or is it kind of depending on where each matchup takes place? I think it kind of depends where the matchup takes place. Like, playing in Larmy and Rushi is definitely hard. Like, their gyms are hard to play in. Especially uh, with the amount of people that they have there for those kind of games. Yes, I would agree. Especially for the guys. Like, the Rushi gym, it's it's very small gym, and, like, there's dim lighting, and then it's just packed. Rushi's hard for me because I don't get signal. It's like walking into Fort Laramie. My phone just says <laughs> I don't I don't work here anymore. I would agree. It's definitely out of rhythm. I pretty much have to text my wife at the city line. Like, I'm here. I'll talk to you in about three hours. (laughs) Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Your first couple of years, obviously, you go uh, first team in the league. You get second team as a freshman. You've been around this program and have been a starter for multiple years. How have you seen this program grow sort of the last three years of everybody going, you know, immediately we're going to talk about Loramie when we talk about the Shelby County League to – oh, we should probably be paying more attention to the Rushis and the Bakkins. It has grown a lot. Obviously, Larmy's been at the top all four of my years, but you can see kind of how, like, Bakkins and Rushi have been going up in the in our county. And you can see how um, Anna has been, like, kind of fluctuating up and down with their team. And, like, how well, like, if they lose, for instance, they lost Ella Dosek, and then they lost um, Lauren Barhorse a couple years before Ella. And you can kind of see how losing like some key players impacts um, like their teams. And for us, I think my freshman year we started two freshmen, and you can see like 
how me and Boston Paul like have gotten better and worked like with each other more over the years and how we gotten more comfortable with our game. Well, and also I would think that when they bring in, when you do the youth programs and everything, now you've gone from being that little girl looking up to those big jerseys, asking for autographs now to those little girls coming up and asking for yours. Yeah. I would yeah. think that has to be about the coolest, most heartwarming moment. The people ask for my autograph are usually, you know, some kind of court appearance or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, it's, it's honestly really like motivating and it gives you more of some confidence. Like during games, you hear like the little girls and little boys like cheering on for you. And like, you know, they look up to you and you know, you're like having impact on them. You've also uh, come off a heck of a soccer season. You break the uh, school record for wins. You get uh, the honors in the WSL. Also not an easy thing to do because of the exact same teams, you guys have been fortunate that uh, with you and the boys the last couple of years, you've been right up at the top of the WSL. But is that a little harder in soccer in terms of getting ready for or watching some teams because – the WSL is a lot more spread out than what the Shelby County League is for other sports that you play? Yeah, I think it would be a little bit harder. But our coach did a really good job of preparing us for games and like how the other team's style of play and transition. He prepared us really well for our defense and our counterattack. Do you have one of those games this year that just, or I guess in your entire career, it just kind of jumps out immediately to you when you think about soccer? now that you're able to step away from it and put it in a box? Oh, boy. I don't know. I I couldn't tell you, to be honest. <laughs> well, I would imagine with the career that you've had and the fact that you guys are the winningest program or the winningest uh, class in school history, that it makes it a little harder. Yeah. We just had a lot of good games that were, like, coming in, Boston's is more of like an underdog soccer team. So I can't really tell you. <laughs> <laughs> underdog, yeah, right. When I watched Zane Paul score like seven goals one night, that's what I was thinking of was underdogs. Well, for the boys, oh, okay. he, Zane is very talented. He just he was putting balls in from 50 yards away, and I'm thinking, how? I didn't even see it. I know. He's he's good. I He's doing pretty good on Heidelberg's team now, I think. I, I've heard that. Uh, but, I mean, you can't discount. I, I've watched you play, and it just – it really shows that you have a love of all three sports that you play while you're out there. Just the look of determination the whole time of, you know, we're getting this ball, we're getting the next point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I asked Jacob too. Uh, kind of, I, I got a handful of questions and that I was given uh, with going in, your sister and your mom obviously had terrific careers. They're in the top 20 in scoring. You played a high level AAU, uh, those huge Run for the Roses events in Louisville and everywhere else, did it come a little easier because they were able to give you advice or was it more of a chip for you where you wanted to show out because you didn't want to, I don't want to say disappoint, but you want to put on for them? I would say a little bit of both. It definitely helped that my mom and sister were both successful. And like my mom used to be a coach at Jackson Center and they were a very successful team. But it also gave me a chip, like, oh, like, I want to be better than my mom and sister. And, like, having my sister play college basketball, it kind of, like, 
motivated me like, oh, I want to be better than her. Like, it was like a little competition. Well, and I know that, speaking of college, that you've had uh, quite a few suitors come to say, hey, maybe you come spend some time over here. What's what's that process been like for you? It has been a little bit stressful because you never know what direction you're going to go in, but it's nice having some different options. And I would think it's changed a little bit because of everything with COVID and, and maybe more phone calls than more in-person visits. Mm-hmm, yeah. That, it makes it a little more difficult. That I would think would be the hardest thing as a young athlete to sort of try to find somewhere that I want to call home for a handful of years. Yeah, I would agree. Either that or you're reading a lot of Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which it can't be true. Right. You can't yeah, trust you, it. You can only get so much. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just so cool. I love everything that Botkins is doing it. And it's one of those communities that I don't get to get to enough that I'm a big fan of. Everybody seems to, you know, it's the cliche, but a small town, everybody knows everybody, but it seems like what's rare about it is everybody is genuinely rooting for everybody else. Yeah, I would agree. We're all very supportive of each other. Do you look at the schedule and realize how much time you have left or are you kind of trying to put that off and just try to force yourself into what you have coming up next? To be honest, I have not looked because I don't really want to know I'm within a month or two and I kind of just want to focus on what game's next and then I'll play all out for that game and then I'll focus on the next one. Well, but luckily for you though, you have a spring sport too. Yes, I do. So you get kind of that extra amount of hours it's number of uh, working hours obviously because you're very good at what you do but I just keeping to prolong hanging around with that black and gold on yeah it's definitely different for when my last game for Bakken's like that'll hit different than any other sport I wanted to ask you uh I kind of a, a backtrack about the Fort Loramie game coming up on Thursday or tomorrow how have you guys, have you prepared differently for this one? Because you've seen them, you know what they're about. And and how do you kind of replicate that with eight, nine days worth of practice of they come at you everywhere, how do we stop everything at once? Well, over the nine days, we do a little bit of breakdown for Larmy over the course of the nine days, just a little bit, so we don't overload ourselves like one day till and I think we've prepared pretty well for them it's nothing too much than just an ordinary Houston or Rushi game <laughs> but honestly it helps like we like we can only focus on Army so much like we have to focus on our team also of us getting better of handling their pressure because we know they're what they're gonna have like they're gonna have a lot of pressure they're gonna trap they're going to transition. Like, we know what's going to happen. We just have to prepare ourselves for what will happen. How much do you still look forward to these big games? I, honestly, I enjoy playing Army. Many people might not, <laughs> but I do. Because, honestly, I think I like the competition. I like the pressure. And I it just gives, like, us an opportunity to get better. I mean, that might sound cliche, but like 
we will be getting better that day. It might not turn out the way we want it to be, but like, it, we're not going to get worse by playing Army. It's only going to help us in the future. I'm always fascinated by teams and uh, how they approach games in terms of that day. Uh, when you guys go to the locker room, when you're trying to uh, get your head ready, a uh, third quarter of the JV game, you go in as a group, you're trying to get hype. Are you a music person or are you sort of, I need to be in my own headspace? Oh, no. I'm definitely a music person. Like, sometimes I make some TikToks before. <laughs> like, soccer, my annual, I made a TikTok before every game just to keep the stress away and I wouldn't think about it, and then I'd be ready. I, it's funny because it seems like a simple question, but I get different answers from boys and girls. Because the yeah. boys are, yeah, I just go over and throw on Big Ear Tupac and kind of let what happens. Almost <laughs> every girl somehow at some point in that question brings up TikTok. I believe it. <laughs> it just must be one of those things. I, I can't, but then again, I can't imagine some of these boys teams trying to do TikToks. <laughs> no, I couldn't either. I feel like that would probably be disastrous. I would agree. It'd be very disorganized. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, half the coaches probably don't even know. TikTok, what are you talking about? Clocks? <laughs> yeah. I uh, No, I thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, no problem. That's, uh, it's, it's always cool to be able to uh, get a look kind of in the area, and uh, I wish you the best of luck with Lower Me and everything else that uh, you have coming up. Thank you so much. Back with more here in just a few. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062, and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. The Spencerville Athletic Boosters are a 501c3 organization committed to supporting the student-athletes at Spencerville Local Schools. All donations made to the Boosters go to the athletes for new jerseys, huddle equipment, and much, much more. To learn more about the Boosters and to help our athletes succeed on the field with your generosity off the field, please visit facebook.com slash Spencerville Athletic Boosters. Or if you have questions, please contact Sean McFerrin at BearcatBoosters at Outlook.com. Let's go Bearcats! Back one final time, a big thank you uh, to Carmen and Jacob for uh, stopping by and talking about the world of Bakken's basketball and everything. That is coming up for those uh, two bright stars from the uh, Shelby County area. And uh, thank you to you for listening and supporting what this show has to offer, getting back to uh, sort of a uh, more normal schedule. Well, we'll see how that goes. Uh, big games coming up. Uh, I've got OG and uh, Van Wert girls on a Thursday nights. I'm looking forward to Toledo Central Catholic and OG on Saturday and Clyde Lipsick as well. That's some things coming up. Check out uh, michaelhearn.com. Shameless plug. I know that's kind of how we operate here at uh, Around the Hearn. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night and even better tomorrow, wherever you are, wherever you may be. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.